I just want to pick up where we, where Pastor Jared left off um, last week. He was talking about the story of Elijah. And he's talking about the voice of God. Piper, you can go ahead and throw that first verse up there. It says this right here. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. The sound of a low whisper. Here, here's the thing that I really want you to know about the voice of God. Because it's so important for you to understand this. I sat in this room and I preached to a bunch of you a couple months ago or whenever it was. And I said, if you've never heard God speak to you and you want to, let me see your hand. And the majority of the hands went up. So I'm just gonna put you on the spot again. Just be so bold to do something like this again. If you've never heard the voice of God, and I'm not talking about audibly, and you want to hear him speak to you, then I just want you to lift your hand. Look at you. Thank you for being so brave. It takes like one person to get this thing started. Go on and raise your hand up high. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. This is awesome. I believe this night's for you. I really do. Here, here's what I want you to know. From the very beginning of time, at the, at the, at the outset of humanity, God began speaking to his people. And over 2,000 years later, he hasn't stopped. He has not stopped. I want you to know that God's a talker. He's not like some chatty Cathy, but God is a talker. And I say that on, 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 on purpose because God doesn't talk um, nonsense. When God talks, he talks on purpose. Let there be light. Light. Here, here, here's what I want you to know. The reason why it's so important for you to hear the voice of God is not just because he could one day say, let there be light and light happen. It could be because he goes, hey, take that step or don't. And his voice is so important in your life because if you don't understand it, how can you get to where he wants you to, to be? We are all works in progress. None of you have arrived and neither have I. We are all growing in the heart of our God from the time that we were born was to find him. He wants every single one of you to find him and he wants every single one of you to know him. And what that takes is like doing that is, is like you deciding to be a part of that. This is not just a one-sided relationship where God, where God will only talk to you and it's not a one-sided relationship where you will only talk to God. This is a conversation and God's been talking since the beginning and he hasn't stopped. And he wants you to know his voice. So let me just tell you this. The first thing that you need to know about like the voice of God is that God is not your, compass, your moral compass or your conscience. He gave you a brain for that. You don't need the voice of God to tell you, don't kill that person. You see what I'm saying? You don't need God to tell you, don't text and drive. Well, some of you probably do. You know, I see some of y'all. I drive in Mobile. It's crazy. You don't, God gave you a brain for some of these things. The, the Holy Spirit and the voice of God is not your moral compass and it is not your conscience. It's not. That is not who he is. 
He is a good, loving father who wants to speak to you on the biggest details of your life and the smallest details as well. He cares. And if you want to learn how to hear his voice, I'm going to give you a couple things. The first one is this. This is so simple. Just follow him. Follow him. I love how simple this is, but it's so pivotal in how you learn how to hear God. How can you hear his voice if you aren't where he is and you're not going where he's going? How can you hear his voice and know his voice if you're not following him? The Bible calls him a good shepherd and on your best day, on your best dressed day, your most gifted moment, you at best are a sheep and he is our shepherd. The best of us and the worst of us. The highest thing that we could ever be is a sheep because that means we're following him. We are following him. This is so important because here in John 10, 27, it says this, my sheep, they hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. My favorite thing about this voice isn't just that we get to hear him, it's that he knows us. Let me tell you why that's so important. I've been married for 15 years um, to a wonderful woman who's way too good for me. If you've ever met Faithy, you would know that. I have four children. Uh, Olivia, Ava, Jake, Caleb, they're amazing. Um, I know them really, really well. And I can look at anyone in my family and I can say, hey, something's wrong and you're hurting. And it's one thing for me to, to, to be able to see that because you as people who don't know me at all, like most of you don't know like the me me, okay? But if you were to come across me and I was having a really bad day, you could go, man, that dude's having a bad day. But let me tell you what you couldn't do because you don't know me, but God can do for you because he does, whether you know him or not, is he knows the words to say to comfort you. You see, I can look at my wife on the worst day, and I know what to say to help her, to support her, to love her, to comfort her, to build her back up. I can look at my son, and I can say, hey, buddy, you're not acting like yourself. What's going on? And because I'm his father, and I love him, and I'm good, and he's good, and because I can see what's going on with him, I can see the things that he needs to, to work on, but I can also say the things that he needs to hear to build his confidence back up. When he lost in a race at school, and like the biggest thing in his life right now is being fast. Y'all remember how important it was to be fast in school? Yeah. And I just look at him. This was just the other day, and I just looked at him. If you know him, he's my youngest son. We call him Cubby, and I say, Cubby, hey, who scored the most touchdowns on our football team? I did. Who couldn't catch you whenever you were running? They were trying to catch your flags. Cubby. I'm like, that's right. They couldn't. It's like, buddy, you are so fast and you are so great. And not only that, you're a leader and you don't need anybody else trying to say things and don't give them that much power in your life that they could break you down like that, son. You were a leader. You were not a follower. You were brave. You were courageous. You were strong. You were fast. And God has given you every single thing that you need. And my little six-year-old son, I'm telling you, he looked like the Hulk after I talked with him. Listen, man, some of you just need to be reminded you need to hear from God. It's your most insecure day. You're beautiful. I shot this text to one of our pastors. And I, and I just said, hey, it's, it's in 2 Corinthians. And it says that we are just common 
jars of clay. And at the exact same time, we are his masterpiece. We are common jars of clay. And at the same time, we are his masterpiece. See, you're walking around, you're broken and you're sad and you're hurting. Or you're walking around and you're proud and you're puffed up and you're arrogant. And either God needs to build you up or he needs to remind you how humbly you need to walk. But if you don't know him, how can he speak that to you? Because he knows you. You don't know him, but he knows you. He knows you. He knows the, the butterflies that are in your stomach right now because you're like, oh man, God could expose me at any moment. Buddy, you've been exposed with God since before you were born. There is nothing that you can hide from him. There is no place that you can go and there is nothing that you can do. He knows every part of you. He knows the best of you and the worst of you. You know why? Because he's a shepherd and you're a sheep. And if you want to know his voice, you got to follow him. The second thing is this. The second thing is this. You need to fall in love with the Bible. You need to fall in love with the Bible. Uh, go ahead and throw that scripture up there, Piper. It says this right here. All scripture, this is 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. It's right here. Here's what's happening in your culture, and I want you to know. There are so many people and so many movements that are trying to discredit this. This, guys is literally what you stand on. This is your everything. Look, right there. You either believe it from Genesis to Revelations or you don't. You don't get to pick and choose. Now, let me tell you why this is so important. Let me tell you why it's so important. Because if the devil can discredit even one scripture of this and part of this in your life, then he can discredit any of it at a moment. But until you understand that this is everything, this is what you stand on, this is your foundation, this is what pulled you out of the muck, pulled you out of the mire, washed you clean by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony is how you have strength, then you don't get to actually like stand firm on anything. You're just wobbling. You're just wobbling. Guys, I know, I, hey, I know this is like a little, I know I had three cups of coffee today. I can't, you know. Listen. Here's why this is so important. This book is more precious than gold. It's more than a roadmap for your life. This is resurrection power. This is a God that was sent from heaven down to earth, born of a virgin, lived for 30 years, had three years of ministry with acts, powers, miracles, died on a cross, rose again, and now he sits high on the throne so that one day he's going to come back and he's going to lift you up. This is what this is. This is how you're forgiven. This is how, like, this is unshakable. This is unshakable. And the reason why you need to understand every bit of that is because this right here. If you want to know the voice of God, then you'll know that it will never contradict this. If you ever get into the place and you're wondering, was that God or was it not? Then all you have to figure out was, is, the, is it in the word? Amen. Guys, he elevates this. this. The Bible tells us that in the beginning was the word. And let me tell you something. At the end and after eternity, 
will be the word. It's here. It's unshakable. It's solid. It's true. Cover to cover. Genesis to the maps, baby. It is here. And it's everything that you need. Now, listen. This isn't the only thing. It's not the only thing. His voice will not contradict it. It's unbreakable. It's unshakable. And this is how you will distinguish whether it's God or whether it's not. And here's the third thing that the voice of God will do for you. But you're going to have to grow in it first. And that's three, grow. You have to grow. I believe the, the, the next step for the majority of you in the room is this. It's time to mature. It's time to mature. You, you've been staying in this infant stage of your life. Or maybe you moved up to milk. Some of you got a little, <laughs> you like milk, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel that. I'm an almond milk guy these days. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, some of you, some of you moved to cereal. And I, and I can kind of prove it to you that it's time to mature. It's because most of you are in the room hoping that Pastor Jared will get you in here Wednesday night and charge you up. You're hoping that he, he drops one of these lines is going to end up in one of these videos. If the church. <laughs> hey, I don't care what nobody says. That's hot, dude. That's good. <laughs> if the church. Oh, man. I'm going to be cool one day, too. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Here, here's what happens. If he doesn't get it, and he doesn't get you charged up, then you're like, man, I hope they close this night with worship because I need to hear some Waymaker. Maybe I don't do that one in here. I need to hear this. I need to hear that. I need to hear my song. You know why? Most of our journey starts like this. You're a spirit. You possess a soul. You live in a body. Your uh, spirit is how God speaks to you, spirit to spirit. He's a spirit. He connects to us as a spirit. Okay? You're a soul. You possess a soul. That's your mind, your will, and your emotions. Y'all some emotional people. Y'all be, be emoting all over the place. So am I mad at you? I do the same thing. Sometimes the, the, the step in for a whole lot of people is because they hear this incredible love story between Jesus to you. And you go, oh my gosh, I had no idea somebody could love me like that. You mean I could be forgiven of every single mistake I've made? Absolutely. And what happens is in your emotions, you begin to start being free from things that have been binding you down for so long. So a lot of you enter into a relationship with Jesus, and man, that charges you up. Your emotions feel good and all of these different things. And because your emotions are riled up, you feel it in your body, you get them chill bumps. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, as you mature and you grow, you don't need that anymore. I'm not saying you won't ever feel God again. I'm just saying that it's different. Instead of feeling the presence of God, you begin to sense the presence of God. You don't have to be in church because you could actually be in the mall and go, man, I feel like God wants to do something here. You could be in the middle of a storm in your life and go, you know what? It feels like hell is coming at me. 
but I know God's here. See, you go from feeling something to sensing something to where you don't have to feel it because now you know it. Because you don't have to feel God to know that he's with you. You just understand because this word tells you, where can I go? What can I do that you wouldn't be with me? That you're the God who never leaves me or forsakes me, but you are closer than a brother. That you're the God that goes before me, that you're with me, you are after me, and you'll never be anywhere that I am not. Oh, baby. (laughs) You're talking about standing on something firm. See, you don't need to feel it anymore because now you know it. And you go from feeling God to sensing God to now you're hearing God. I sat down with this woman. She came into my office. She was 50 years old. She's got three kids. And she said, Pastor Josh, I don't feel God anymore. And I began to just... I'm an empathizer, okay? I I feel people's pain. Like, you know, I feel that. I was like, I hear you. She goes, I used to come into these nights of worship and I would feel God and he would be so strong. Hey, Jacob, anybody who's gonna come, just come on out. And I would feel God and his presence would be amazing. And I would sing and I would worship. She goes, I just don't feel God anymore. My husband left me 10 years ago and this was true. She goes, and and I'm just hurting. She goes, you know what was weird though is I was journaling. And she goes, and I just, all of this had to be from God. And he just starts to, she starts reading me all of this thing that she was journaling. You're beautiful, my daughter. You're like a ray of sunshine in a dark, dark world. Like she's literally writing this thing. She's writing things that only could come from God because she's that insecure. And she just starts writing and she starts reading and reading and reading. And I just looked at her and I said, hey, listen, I know that you don't feel God like you used to, but you sure are listening well right now because nobody else is saying these things about you. And God's affirming you like a good father would to a daughter. Maybe he's just moving you past the place where you have to feel him to where he could, you would trust him and hear him. I need somebody. Come, come, come here real quick. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Jump up here. You're tall. You have ups. Look at you. All right. I just want you to, I want you to uh, do a little Indian style right here if you can. Those are tight jeans. Maybe just, <laughs> this is great. Um, you did great, by the way. Hey, I need one more. Who else? One more? Yeah, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's see you jump up here too. Come on. Come on, get it. Oh, yes. Now, I'm proud of you. You did that. No, 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 stay where you are. Now watch. This is what happens when you first start loving Jesus. I'm going to use you first. It's like this. And he's here. And he's close. And he's close. Man, he's close. And your favorite song happens. You know. 
Oh, man, it's so good. It's my favorite song. Waymaker, miracle worker. Yeah. And your favorite verse gets preached on every week. You're like, God, you're so real. <laughs> You'd be riding down the sign, down the road and see that sign that says John 3.16. You're like, I knew it. God, you thinking about me today. I bet you nobody else in the world can see that sign. That was just for me. I've been pasted up there for three years. First time you saw it. But this is what it feels like. He's here. He's here. He's here. And you start to grow. And you don't need that anymore. You still pray the same. You still worship the same. But instead of feeling, you hear something like this. I love you. And it doesn't have to be loud. And it doesn't have to be boisterous. And it doesn't have to be brash. Because God is that intimate of a God. You see, you don't have to be loud when you're close. And God is always close. So the whisper works. You're my daughter. I don't care what you've done. You see, I sent Jesus. He died for you. He washed you clean. So now you can know me like nobody else knows me because only I can know you the way that you can know me. See, God doesn't love us all the same because we're all individuals. I'm not saying that he loves me more than you. I'm just telling you that he loves me more than you. At least in my mind. Because what you don't see is a very broken man. What you don't see is somebody who lived here for years and thought and literally questioned my faith because I was like, God, why don't I feel you anymore? But he was going, Son, oh man, feeling is so great. But when he called me Son, game changer. When he called my name and I heard him. Whenever he started leading me down the road because I was following him. And I was in his word. I was in this beautiful conversation between the two of us. Oh man. You want to talk about solid. You guys can have a seat. Thank you. This is really, really cool. This is so much better. Feeling. If that's where it starts, that's okay. But it's time to grow. Because if you always have to feel, I'm going to tell you something. I know what you're thinking. Pastor Josh, your beard, it's amazing. But when I wake up in the mornings and my wife looks at this face, I know that she has to choose to love me right then. She probably don't feel the way that she felt on our wedding day. But she looks at me, all hot, smell like you hungry breath. And she loves me. That feels good. But in my tuxedo, looking at her saying, our vows, and I do, felt really, really good. But when I came home last week, 
and I was hurting so bad. And she grabbed me by the hand and said, you got this. Hey, it was just like the best thing. So I went the next morning and I started praying because I was desperate. And I felt God say the same thing. Son, I'm with you. We got this. Let me tell you something. I felt like a six-year-old cubby. (laughs) Some of you right now today, it's time to follow Jesus. You can't hear his voice because you don't know him. You can't hear his voice because you're not in love with him yet. You can't hear his voice because you haven't been forgiven. It's just all across the room. Just close your eyes.